0: Welcome to Global Idaho, a podcast that discusses current issues affecting Southeastern Idaho and places them in a global context. I'm Heather Thompson. And
1: I'm Kyler Miller. In Season 1 of Global Idaho, we're focusing on immigration reform, and more specifically, the DACA program. During each episode, we will interview DACA students, experts, and other community members as a way to study DREAMers in Southeast Idaho. This will give DACA students a platform to speak, as well as encourage residents of Southeast Idaho to critically think about immigration reform both globally and locally.
0: So this week in Episode 1, we are going to be taking a look at what DACA means, as well as its history, and how the March 5th, 2018 deadline affects over 1.5 million people living in the United States, as well as over 3,000 individuals with DACA status living right here in Idaho.
1: Yeah, and as we start thinking about DACA and immigration and how it affects those we interact with, we wanted to go out into the community and ask people what they knew about DACA. So what do you know about DACA?
0: a government program. That allows for youth of illegal immigrants to have temporary citizenship. And this protects and allows them to receive authorization to work legally in the U.S. And it also allows for them to apply for a driver's license.
2: Um, I have no idea what the DACA program is. But I understand the DACA program is... Um the program of what to do with some of these people who, who were born in Mexico, came to America, and have lived here their whole lives. They've never lived in Mexico, but have lived here their whole lives. And now they face an uncertain future because they have never been legal citizens.
1: I'm not very familiar with it, but I know that it's, has to do with a childhood immigration policy that uh, they were brought here illegally, but it gives them the right to work and get an education. Uh, I think it was more bipartisan originally, but Trump is wanting to do with, away with it. Uh, honestly, the more that I read about it, the more confused I get because he's blaming everything on the Democrats and just seems like quite a mess.
0: DACA is the deferred action on children arrivals, for children arrivals also known as the Dream Act. It allows a legal measure for children who were brought here as minors to work legally in this country, get a Social Security number and pay taxes, and be a part of society as a whole. It was implemented by President Obama. On January 19, 2018, the U.S. government shut down after Congress failed to resolve a partisan standoff over immigration and spending. One of the issues caught in the budget debates was the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, or DACA. This was an executive order signed by President Obama that prevented the deportation of 800,000 undocumented immigrants who entered the U.S. as children.
1: Yeah, so these are children. We're talking about not adults, but children who came here or were brought here by their parents.
0: Exactly. So DACA provides these immigrants that are fortunate enough to be a part of this program with temporary citizenship and the means to obtain a job, a driver's license, and social security cards. DACA recipients cannot have a criminal record. They must be enrolled in school, have a degree, diploma, or be a part of the military. This status is eligible to be renewed every two years. However, President Trump ended the program and then he put the burden on Congress to come up with a solution.
1: Yeah, it was at this point that Congress struggled over their 2018 budgets with DACA being at the center.
0: So the January shutdown pitted Republicans against Democrats. On the one hand, Republicans insisted on a large anti-immigration agenda, which included building a wall with an $18 billion price tag that separated the U.S. and Mexico. On the other hand, Democrats argued that they wouldn't support a bill, funding a bill that did not protect the DACA recipients.
1: billion, that's a lot of money. So what's interesting, uh, Heather, is in our interviews, most people assume that all DACA recipients are from Mexico or Central America. However, this isn't always the case. This program was designed to help out or protect undocumented children who are brought here by their parents to the U.S. It currently protects nearly 800,000 immigrants throughout the United States, with 3,000 of them right here in Idaho. To help us understand a bit more about how complicated this history of DACA is, our producer Les Miller interviewed Bill Schwab, who is a sociologist from the University of Arkansas and author of the book The Right to Dream, Immigration Reform, and America's Future. I asked Dr. Schwab, when Obama created DACA as an executive order in 2012, why was there no path to citizenship for the dreamers?
2: DACA was an executive order. It was not a law. And when Trump came into office on September 5th, he rescinded not only DACA, but other important uh, executive orders that were uh, created during the Obama administration to help reform our immigration system. So that was, the, I think, the real liability of using an executive order. And my worst fears came complete, and that is Trump rescinded Back up and put 800,000 young people, uh, at risk, not only for deportation, but beginning with the phase out that starts on March 5th, they lose their work permit. So they're going to go from having a job, to being unemployed, they'll be going, uh, from working in the legitimate, you know, the legal, uh, workforce, uh, which has, uh, protections, you know, labor law protections. To working in the informal economy where they'll make a lot less and where they'll have few benefits.
1: What about the status of DACA recipients? Do they have a home state or are they stateless? Uh, no, they are,
2: well, it's kind of it's, it's ambiguous. So, for example, um, if they, about 80% of DACA recipients are from Mexico, about 92% of all DACA recipients are from Latin so for example, I um, had a student who was second generation, she's a citizen, who went back to Mexico to visit relatives this past summer, and she was told not to use her Spanish because it's not standard Spanish. It is Spanish from Springdale, Arkansas. And she picked up and her mother that there's a great deal of prejudice against people who are coming back from the West to enforce that. Uh, the other real problem is, if you look at Central America, these young people from Guatemala and uh, Salvador uh, are being forced back into the country that uh, on some intents and purposes, are lawless. and some of the Honduras and Salvador, Salvador have are the highest homicide rates in the world. So uh, uh they're kind of caught in between. They have a state identity, but they have no they have no identity cards. Um, and when they return, their status is kind of ambiguous because, for example, uh, there's no school records. Oftentimes, there's no birth certificate because it's a home birth, and they have difficulty establishing establishing themselves back where they came.
1: So, Les, in your interview with Dr. Schwab, we learned that DACA isn't a law, that it's an executive order, and when President Obama instated it, he decided not to offer a path to citizenship to the DREAMers, which is why it remains one of the policy's unresolved issues today. Exactly right. The fact that DACA is an executive order and not a law made it susceptible to the whims of our president, and he repealed it initially, and that's why the March 5th deadline so large for so long On September 5, 2017, President Trump announced that he would end the DACA program. The expiration date of Monday, March 5, 2018, was set to terminate the legal rights for DACA recipients. According to a news release on February 26, 2018, the Department of Homeland Security will still accept renewals for those that have DACA status. However, new application for DACA will not be accepted at this time. This is in accordance with the Supreme Court ruling that they would not hear the case led by President Trump. Meanwhile, Congress has been unable to pass any immigration reform up until this point. Conveniently, they spent the last two weeks on recess, though. So, Heather, does this mean that the DACA program is ending?
0: It doesn't seem likely, no. At least not yet. There were two federal courts in New York that ruled that legally, Trump cannot rescind DACA. The Supreme Court stated that they would not take up the case at this time, therefore... It'll go back down to the lower courts, specifically the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, where it could take several months to be heard.
1: Several months seems like a long time, especially with someone that's waiting for their future to be determined. With that in mind, I spoke with a local Dreamer named Aria Selly about the March 5th deadline and how it directly affects her future and those that face the same uncertainty here in America.
0: Um, I mean, it's, it's scary because I recently... I'm trying to, to find another way to be here legally um, with other paperwork. One, I mean, like I said, once it expires, I don't have a license. My social expires. Um, so I, I wouldn't know what to do because <laughs> I'm not here legally, so I'm not even supposed to be working here. Um, it, it's scary. I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do, so hopefully I can, I can find another way, you know, some other paperwork so I can stay here legally. So what does March 5th mean now?
1: Well, for people like Ariaselli and other Dreamers, March 5th held a large weight on their shoulders if that was the day that their legal rights were going to be stripped away from them. Now, while it doesn't hold as much weight, they're in a position where their legal rights could be taken away at any time as soon as the legal courts make a ruling on this. I asked Dr. Schwab, what March 5th would have meant, and here is what he had to say.
2: Well, uh, we had approximately 800,000 DACA recipients at its peak. And, uh, and there were 120,000 people who did not renew. And about 40,000 of those were able to get legal status. They either were able to get a green card, they were able to get asylum, they may have married a US citizen, which allowed them to change their status. Um, Seventy or 80,000 of these uh, young people decided not to renew it because they were fearful that immigration services would use it to track them down, to more importantly track their parents. Simple as So we're down to around 600,000 accurate recipients who are present, presently have uh, protection. What Starts happening, and, and on, on March 5th, is that uh, about 9,000 documented youth begin losing their protections per day. And so in the first year, uh, this year, 20, uh, 2018, about 280,000 will lose their protections. Uh, in 2019, uh, 50,000 a month, and so uh, at its peak, it'll be 50,000 a month, we're talking 300,000 protections. And in 2020, between January 1st and March 5th, I think it's another 250 or 260,000 who have seen the protections. So what we're seeing over the next couple years is a gradual elimination of protections for these young people. The fact that they'll be moving into the informal job market that does not have legal protections and they'll also be at risk to being deported by immigration customs enforcement.
0: This week we have explored the fundamentals of what DACA is, as well as looking at its complex history with the help of author Bill Schwab as well as Arieselli, a local dreamer. We also discussed the importance of the March 5th, 2018 deadline and how it affects many people living in the United States with DACA status currently.
1: Join us in two weeks to hear our arguments for and against DACA with experts and community members of Pocatello.
0: Do you have a perspective on DACA you'd like to share? Email us at histdept@isu.edu. Global Idaho is sponsored by the History Department at Idaho State University. Our cover art was designed by Kelly Kammig, and our banner photo is by Fabian Fouth. The music you heard on today's show is When the Sky Turns Blue by Bow Crew.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on soundcloud.com by searching for the Global Idaho Podcast. The full interviews can be found on our website. Thanks for listening.